0: On this episode of A Tale of Two Rivals, Space Bay hands out some awards that some of these guys probably don't want. Stay tuned. Tale of two rivals a fantasy football podcast that will never have levi valentine as a special guest and it's hosted by your three pete go with your gut all i do is win 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 no matter what champion and a numbers loving data spread making prospect counting scouting only by the numbers nerd to find some sort of consensus to share with you the fantasy football listener hey buddy
1: hey todd enough of this positive baloney you know everyone you know everyone in in fantasy they can oh it's all you know blow nice things up these players butts so it doesn't piss anybody off but no we're doing the negative superlatives this week the negative awards the awards you don't want to get the heartbreak awards and we're gonna give some tough medicine here not not from a bad spot but you know Sometimes people need to take their medicine and like it,
0: mm, right? Medicine Quinn, I mean Medicine Quinn. Ah, Quinn. What What is the name of that show? I'm dying. Doctor Quinn,
1: Medicine Woman.
0: Thank you. Okay, the joke's done. Thank you for at least telling me what that was. Anyways, <laughs> so yeah. Before we get started, I would just like to remind people on Twitter to always feel free to reach out and uh, ask me questions. I will answer just about anyone except for a few exceptions, actually only one. But yeah, totally feel free to reach out and let me know if you want to just pick my brain or ask me how I am. I'll let you know. All
1: right. Davey, you ready to jump into your first award? Yes, sir. We've got some positive feedback. Uh, Trevin from the Fantasy Players Club, the co-host of and a partner in crime of he who should not be named, apparently, Mr. Valentin. Yeah, Trevin gave us a shout out. He really enjoyed the awards late night when he was dealing with a uh, awake baby overnight. So that was exciting to get that little shout out. Appreciate it, Fancy Players Club, and uh, we we'll hope everyone enjoys this episode.
0: As parents ourselves, that's high praise. I love that. I'm so glad <laughs> that, that I'm so glad that that awful situation, our podcast, you enjoyed. That's awesome. <laughs> like.
1: I there. think these awards are pretty spot on. I'm I'm looking at both sets the next this episode and the next episode. I'm really excited for these awards, so I think it'll be a fun time.
0: You could tell I've been working on some freshman essays for one of mine. You know what I mean? Like it was like so easy <laughs> to come up with one of them. I'll, I'll I'll explain that next episode.
1: All right, go ahead. And the almost famous award goes to DJ Moore and how, what did DJ Moore do to award or deserve this award? Uh, well, first off, I felt like the 15-year-old William Miller in in Almost Famous. It was the beginning of the season, full of hope and promise and uncorrupted by corporate rock and roll, or in this case, Brandon Ayuk and and Rondell Morris' pointing seasons. People, you know, they're fading DJ Moore, saying he couldn't catch TDs, not built like a number one wide receiver. Robbie Anderson drank his milkshake the season before. However, he was my wide receiver 10. Heading into the season, after being my wide receiver two the season before, oh, that was heartbreak, heartbreak, heartbreak. Or, you you know, for the sake of the the award, it was Kate Hudson, leaving you high and dry repeatedly. He was uh, the wide receiver 12 in DLF's ADP back in August. But honestly, I feel like that was only for, like, kind of some Twitter people. The majority of the fantasy community, in my opinion, had him more as a mid-wide receiver two. And I saw that happen in a lot of drafts and mocks but life was great Todd through the first four weeks we were par- we were parting with Stillwater every night after the show smooching with Penny Lane in the back of the bus. God damn it Todd we were traveling with the band and then DJ Moore he was getting 11 targets per game, a 31 percent target share and almost three targets per route run, 2.7 yards per route run. oh those are a oh, oh, volume and efficiency baby. And then a .72 whopper, which is elite combination of target share and air yard market share. Whoo, I love that .72 is is good. And then three touchdowns in four games. Todd, he'd had four touchdowns all the previous, you know, all throughout the, uh, his career, like our back-to-back years. I forget what it was, but then three touchdowns in four games. Life was good. 22.4 points per game, and he was the wide receiver from four through the first four games. Then the rest of the season, his targets per game dropped to nine, a twenty, and then he had a three percent decrease in target share, down at twenty eight percent. But this is the staggering one: one point five yards per route run, almost almost fifty percent drop. And his uh, whopper was still pretty good, just because he was still demanding volume at 070 percentage of the target share and air yards market share. But his, uh, but the quality of his targets also his the on on target percentage for his targets dropped from seventy eight percent. To seventy percent, and he only scored one TD. I think the rest of the way, so he's still. St- I think ended with four, maybe it was five. I can't remember now. But uh, t- touchdowns. So essentially, after spending all this time with the band, you know, he realized his rock idols were all just flawed human beings like him, like himself, and you know, the jealousies and everyday friendships. Uh, everyone, every, you know, everyday problems. It was this, this what he put these rock gods up on a pedestal, and they were not that. And that's that ended up looking like. 10.9 points per game and wide 28 for the rest of the season and wide receiver 38 from a points per game standpoint. Ugh, so it was rough, Todd. He finished the wide receiver 18 overall in the season, combining the two parts of the season and wide receiver 28 and, uh, from a points per game standpoint. And he just flew too close to Sun, Todd. He got too close to the rock and roll, you know, the fantasy wide receiver gods. And uh, it, you know, it's just this a uh, uh, tale as old as time, Todd. And what does this now, getting out of this award and just talking about DJ Moore's from a dynasty aspect, he's my wide receiver six right now in dynasty, and I feel, and I really struggle with this because my confidence level is no longer there for DJ Moore as that. Also, too, he's not 22, 23 years old, loaded up with potential like he was the last few years. He's going into his age 25 season, he has one top 12 season under his belt and three top 24 seasons total. Now. The reason why I don't have this confidence is because, one, the care, the quarterback situation in Carolina. Now, he just needs to be a competent quarterback, Todd. But I'm not confident Carolina's going to do that. Matt Rule has shown some really troubling hires, some troubling philosophy that he's talking about, uh, what he's talking about, what he wants to do with that offense. And, you know, if they get a good quarterback, I'll, I'll keep him there. But also, wide receiver six feels like kind of a ceiling for him. Honestly, he probably might slide down to that third tier of wide receivers for me into that. Low-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two range if things don't go perfectly for him this offseason. And that being said, Todd, I was looking at the trade f- finder on DLF. I was like, ah, you know, I'm no longer buying, you know, I'm not gung. I'm not buying up DJ Moore everywhere anymore. That's what I was thinking in my head. And then I started to see the offers come through, Todd. 22 first and a second? You know, mid like, I'll do a mid-22, 20, I'll do a mid-22 first and a second for DJ Moore. I'll take, uh, then someone sent DJ Moore and a second for Deontay Johnson. I'll take, Deont- I'll take DJ Moore straight up for Deontay Johnson. I saw similar deals along that line. And I was like, I- I'm still buying DJ Moore at that price. But I haven't seen any prices like that in the leagues I've been in. Well, because I have him everywhere. But- so I'm not looking to b- go get him anymore. But still seems like people are even fading him more than-, more than I was expecting. And he still might be acquirable. Despite, you know, age 25, Todd, that's when a lot of wide receivers really start to flourish and hit their peak. So I'm still excited about DJ Moore. Very talented player. Shown through the first month of the season and overall in the, the situation, not bad at all, but it's just not quite the same, Todd. Not quite the same, so that's why I almost aim a sword, DJ Moore.
0: I was trying to come up with the analogy of like when the plane crash, like the near plane crash, almost comes in, and I was like, ah, No, I can't, it's forced. I was trying, David. I was
1: trying. It was like when Cam Newton took came back in and took over, Todd.
0: There That's it is. That's kind of like maybe we're going the season. I don't <laughs> there know. it is. I'm like, I knew it was in yeah. it somewhere. <laughs> well said. Way to think on your feet, baby. All right. So uh, the obvious yeah. thing about DJ Moore is always the quarterback piece, and everybody knows that. it. It's just blatantly obvious. Like, Sam Darnold, the experiment did not work. I was optimistic. Not, like, optimistic, like, oh, this guy's going to be, like, a top 12, like, quarterback. I thought that he was, you know, going to. Maybe had some top 15 potential, like, you know, being attached to some good offensive minds with good weapons around them. They're definitely going to be in the trade market to trade for a QB as well. And I think that they're actually built because of that very good young emergent defense and the pieces they already have in place on offense, that it would make a lot of sense for them to make a move for a significant, like, vet. And don't forget, like, their number one pick last year got hurt. So, like, he'll be back in the, in the mix with uh, Horn. I mean, it's kind of like for them to, like, be a different kind of team. They're, like, one good, established QB away from, you know, making some noise. Now, here's the other thing I think we got to remember with DJ Moore and those first four weeks. Christian McCaffrey went down week three. Teams had got to scheme for McCaffrey. McCaffrey's off. You're going to scheme for Moore. Like, that's where your focus is going to turn to. So now, like, once you get one of the best and most versatile and dynamic offensive playmakers back on the field, you're going to get less attention. I think that's a big part to keep factor into this. I think Moore is an absolute buy. Because I think his, oh, man, I, I would. I, I don't know how to, like, quantify the percentages. But I would say, like, if I had to guess, like, a 33% discount to what last offseason was for, like, what you're trying to give up and, like, if you're just trying to, like, do, like, a point value to it. And, yeah, I, I, I'm i very optimistic. And for me, it would be, like, if you had, like, an aging wide and you had, like, a flux of, like, good, like, running back talent, you could make a move to go get more and throw in a pick. And it probably would work, you know? The first and the second, all day for more. All day, dude. You know? But with that said, uh there's definitely some risk in where the ceiling could be, but I'm still very optimistic because I feel like a key piece that they don't have, they have to figure out this season. I just don't understand how they don't. And I don't love this draft for rookie QBs, but at the same time, like, you know, if they invested in somebody that it could work out, I, but it just, to me, the way this team's built, I really do think that they try to pull off a trade and get somebody. If they don't, they're missing a window, in my opinion. the The dream scenario is Russell Wilson. That 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 to me is the is the dream scenario, and I could see that realistically working out well for both sides in some way. We'll see, man. I I am optimistic about DJ Moore this season. Once all those pieces get put together for that offense,
1: Todd. And I I think I did sound a little bit more negative than I meant to. And I agree with a lot. I actually agree with a ton of what you just said. We had some questions answered from DJ Moore. What an elite upside looks like for him. We saw that. We also saw him, even when his season started to tank, he was still getting a top dog target share and percentage of that offense, which is promising, Todd. And yeah, the numbers weren't there to back it up, but he still got that elite volume that had never quite been there yet. So there's, it's still, he's only twenty going into his age 25 season. A lot of promise here, Todd. I'm hoping he doesn't sign a contract extension with them this offseason because he's going into his fifth year. I'd hate for them he can get an extension of the locked in to just a crappy franchise forever. And you're right. And this was the biggest problem with them with not going court rookie quarterback next last year when they had the chance was for DJ Moore in particular, then it has to you have to wait one, the QB class of this year isn't as good. And two, you have to wait for even more time for that rookie QB to develop because let's be it's hard for a rookie QB to sustain high end wide receiver one production.
0: 100% agree, but the right pick for them would be Sam Howell if they had to make a pick. Just saying. All
1: right, next. This is a fun award, Todd, and this goes to, I I mean, it's kind of, I think it's funny. Maybe it's not funny for the, the player, but I don't want to know what you did last summer award. Baker Mayfield, we've all heard the story about Baker DMing girls on Instagram. to meet up by the dumpster of the Cheesecake Factory at noon. Uh, if you haven't heard it, just Google it. I'm not going to go into it here. Family-friendly show, even though we randomly swear. And don't edit it out occasionally. And this is what I'm talking about with him, Todd, is that I don't want to know what Baker did last summer. I don't want to hear another year of excuses for Baker. He was a QB 17 year one, QB 18, then QB 20, and last year was QB 24 for this season. And those are his uh, And then I don't want to hear about his coaching as an excuse, his O-line at some points, his weapons, the scheme. I've heard people talk about playoff wins for Baker. People are adding me about playoff wins. They're talking about he almost won another game, like almost playoff wins. Now blaming OBJ and his wide receivers, his coaching again, his injuries that he doesn't turn the ball over as much. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear these excuses, Todd, that, you know, he was playing injured this season. I think we've heard enough of them, Todd. And I've somehow earned this. Ba- I'm a Baker hater moniker now, Todd. But you know, on this show, I was coming in here and saying that Baker was the best QB we had seen when he came into the NFL from a prospect passing efficiency standpoint. I was very, very high on Baker Mayfield. remember, Todd? True. Very true. You know, I, I, and I was bought into it for a long time too. I like two. I gave him two. I gave him like three seasons, and before I'm like, you know, I just don't see it. And the reason why I don't see it, Todd, and it's not like I think he's not talented. he The biggest thing that gets me is his inaccurate QB. Never had a completion percentage in a clean pocket over 68%. And that is a very good uh, – that's a very good stable metric year-to-year predicts itself that uh, to measure accuracy. And under 68% completion percentage is just not that great. And he's never cleared that. I think 68.5% was his highest. Now, he does push the ball downfield like – Compared to you know his a dots, he pushes it down the field and he has an okay deep ball completion percentage. It's kind of hit or miss. Yet he doesn't make a lot of big time throws. You look at you know, the PFF tracks big time throw percentage and Baker just doesn't do it. He and the schemes. Kevin's the fancy scheme. He is very good at scheming wide receivers open, especially downfield. And Baker cannot hit them. Just can't do it. He's inaccurate, and he, that's why he doesn't hit a lot of big time plays. And I. I that's my biggest problem with, and that's why I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear more excuses. I don't want to know what he did in the, this off season. I don't want to hear about, how he's going to be in the best shape of his life. How he got surgery to fix everything that he's that. And this isn't to say Todd, that I don't think he's talented because I think he is, does have some arm talent. And I think he's inconsistent with his foot, his mechanics. And that leads to turn like some turnovers and really bad misses and decisions that he doesn't have to throw off platform. And he does it. I think he doesn't make the best decisions on the football field all the time. And he relies too much on that talent at times. And, you know, and you see sometimes that he has the talent because he does go on some hot streaks. We saw two seasons ago where he heated up in the second half of the season. And that's what happens with those type of players. They can go on hot streaks, but to count on him when you need to in fantasy and, you know, and for just from an NFL standpoint, you that just is not sustainable when you're not consistent with with your with the scheme and your mechanics. So I'm out on anything for Baker besides a potential QB three on a superflex roster. But even then, Todd, I'm not, I don't like him as my QB three on a roster. I just don't, unless I'm getting like a late second valuation for him in a trade, maybe mid second. I don't know how this works, Todd, but I'm, I'm being a little physician, but that, I'm just, I'm not excited about Baker Mayfield. Like I think, yeah, maybe he could have, you know, everything goes right. Have a low end QB one season. But more realistic, I think his upside is a high-end QB, two at this point. He's my QB 25 in Dynasty, and I'd rather have almost everyone over him, Todd. I'm talking Matt, Matt Ryan. I'd rather have him over Baker, Jimmy G over Baker, Derek Carr, Tannehill, Car- even Carson Wentz, and hell, Zach Wilson over Baker. Give me all those players over Baker, Mayfield. And I never thought I'd be at this point, Todd, because I really like Baker coming in. And he just, I don't think he has it. I don't think he has it.
0: He doesn't. He just does not have it. Anybody who sees him making an argument for having top 12 upside at this point, what's your argument? Like, is there any solid thing for that? Or like, well, if this happens and this happens and this happens, then he has, might have some 12. So So you're telling me like three hypotheticals lead to him potentially like, there's nothing solid there. Like the fact of the matter is He's mediocre. He's mediocre. He's mediocre. And he's probably not going to be a starting quarterback within two years. That's just what I believe. And I liked Baker coming out of college. I think part of the reason I liked make Baker was not for it necessarily. I thought he was like, oh, this like can't miss prospect. I just liked watching him play football in college. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's where my goggles probably came in a little bit when it came to Baker coming into the league. And you know, like, and, and for like a first year QB, like it was solid. But like he hasn't done anything to like really make you want to feel like this is a guy that you could build a freaking fantasy roster around i don't know i agree with you the biggest thing that pointed out to that that really stuck out to me was saying like i've had enough of the excuses i've had enough of that because you know what happens if you're dynamic you do things to make yourself dynamic and you can make get it done freaking joe burrow's getting that done with like his second year like, like, what like, he's had weapons around him. It, he's been in the system long enough. Like, it, it's ridiculous. He's, I mean, the running back talent he's got around him is ridiculous, you know? So, enough of that. Enough of that. I'm with S- you, man.
1: So, just to, you know, to test it because, you know, to see what's actually happening on the DLF Trade Finder and what's happening in, in leagues, uh, Kareem Hunt for Baker Mayfield, I actually. That isn't terrible trade, as far like if you're QB desperate and you need that QB. I don't hate Cream Hunt for Baker Mayfield. That's not a terrible trade, Todd.
0: I'd be fine with that. I mean, for I mean, just for the fact it matters of what Cream Hunt ceiling is, and like the fact that there's only X amount of starting QBs in the league right now, anyways. You know what I mean?
1: A couple, quick, couple more, Todd. A first a 2022 first. I don't know where it falls, but for Baker, I don't think I want to give up a 2022 first for Baker at this point. I, I know I don't actually. No, not at all. I don't want to give up. I, I yeah, there's some I, I don't even know much about these QBs, Todd, but I'd take a gamble on a couple of these QBs before for wanting Baker on my team. Someone traded Zach Wilson for Baker Mayfield. I don't I don't know why. I'll give me Zach Wilson. This isn't January, by the way. This is all January twenty twenty two trades.
0: I would absolutely take Zach Wilson over. Yeah, hundred percent. And I'm not you know, I, mean, you know, I
1: rag yeah. on I rag yeah. on him all the time. There's but.
0: there's there's a narrative to like they're being upside there, like Baker showed. There's no upside. He's proven there's no upside.
1: I, I mean, there, he did get hot for a little while there, but I, I know I agree with you, Todd. Overall no, season long no. upside. Overall season no. Upside. I, I, I'm, I'm not
0: looking for like a streaky hitter for that. Yeah. My QB. That's no, not, not listening to that.
1: Elijah Mitchell for for Baker Mayfield. Give me Elijah Mitchell. Now, this was back in early December, but give me Elijah Mitchell ten times out of ten for Baker Mayfield. And I understand people love their quarterbacks. I don't, just give me Elijah Mitchell, baby. Give
0: me Sam Howell over Baker Mayfield. Give me Sam Howell.
1: I will say, Todd, he, I'll give him some props for being, for fighting through this injury that most people would have probably, a lot of people would have considered being out for this, like just taking the surgery and being out. Got to give him some props versus toughness, but toughness doesn't necessarily make you a good quarterback.
0: (laughs) No props. You suck. Next award.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The dude wears my breakout award. Could have gone to a lot of players here, but I thought Jerry Judy was the most deserving player. I was very bullish on Jerry Judy as a, uh, um, for his potential sophomore jump. He produces a 21-year-old, had a 22% target share. Impressive, impressive air yards number. numbers. I think it was like top five, maybe even top two in the NFL in air yards at one point. Uh, it was a first round. Very, very good draft capital. He was the wide receiver 20 in D left's August ADP. And I actually had him a little bit higher at wide receiver 18 going into the season ahead of Keen Allen, ahead of Cooper Cup. Oh my God. Ahead of Cooper Cup. Deontay Johnson, Devonta Smith, Elijah Moore, and others, obviously. And and it did not pay off. Actually, it started off pretty good, Todd. I was I because I actually was I was probably really extended on Judy. I drafted him in almost every single draft I was a part of last offseason. And it looked really good to start with. He had seven targets through Two and a half quarters, 72 yards in that week one of the of the season. And then he suffered that dreaded high ankle sprain. It actually looked worse. Todd, I thought it was a more serious injury. And it actually was pretty serious because he missed seven weeks, which is a lot for a high ankle sprain. And then from week eight on, Todd, he was the wide receiver 50 overall, 8.4 points per game. Eh, Still had a 20% target share, but that's actually lower than he was as a rookie. And only five and a half targets per game. That is a really, really punch in the in the gut uh, type number. And he and we were kind of hoping Todd that he would be moving to the slot, and he did. He played a, so much more in the slot this year with Carlton Sine coming back, and it just didn't pay off. Nothing. It did. This felt like a lost season for Jerry Judy. Now I know a lot of it was quarterback play. That actually, yeah, a lot of his quarterback play. A lot of it was the injury. You know, people say that. High ankle sprain makes that injury sound less severe than it is. High ankle strains are actually very serious injuries. And it's tough for someone who, like Jerry Judy, who relies on cutting and route running. But Todd, I- I'm sorry. It was the breakup that I thought was coming. Who was He was both in our tier one coming into this class, Todd, back in 2020, as far as why he was concerned. And it did not go well this season. Now, I'm not totally out on Jerry Judy. I'm. I, I. I'll take him. I don't hate where he's. I think he's going wide receiver thirty. Or, no, actually, he's. I think he's still like wide receiver twenty four. I'm out on him on wide receiver twenty four prices. Wide receiver twenty two in DLF's ADP, and I'm. I am hard out on him at wide receiver twenty two. And I still think he's a good player. I still think he has wide receiver two and fantasy type upside. But no, there are so many rookies going to be coming in. There's going to be, there's just, I'll take a lot of the, I'll take Elijah Moore over him. There's just so many other players that I would like over, over uh, Jerry Judy at this point. I'll take some of the veterans over him that I, you know, I, us- I usually fade the, the older players, but Todd, I'm sorry. I'm out on wide receiver 22 prices for Jerry Judy.
0: I'm totally okay with you not wanting to invest at the wide receiver 22 prices. I could be inclined to still buy at the 22 prices. I think there's a lot of situations where you can get him cheaper than that. But he's definitely somebody that I still believe in. I am firmly going to say that it's just been a dumpster fire of quarterbacks around him. Teddy Bridgewater is like the poorest man's version of Trent Dilfer. I mean, Drew Locke just sucks. Whatever happens in Denver with the QB situation, that's it. And I'm going to stay firm on what I believe what Jerry Duty does well. He'll be able to show in an offense with somebody who can actually get him the ball in the spots that makes him a good player. And I'm going to hold on to that. Um, I just went into my rankings and I did move him down because I was like, I'm sorry, dude. Deontay Johnson cannot be lower than Jerry Judy. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what was that, Todd? That's fixed, okay? That was a mistake. I would say, like, him, Rashard Bateman, and Cooper, and, like, Amari Cooper, they're, like, just right there with me. I'm not going to go there with Elijah Moore yet because I think you're kind of falling into a similar trap that you would be with a Judy. You know what I mean? But, like, I was higher on Judy as a prospect than Moore. And they have similar problems. And, like, yeah, I get what Moore was getting from her target share from that offense. But that's still a building roster. I don't see Denver coming in and saying, let's let's add another wide receiver. Let's put some capital on another wide receiver here. That's not happening. I'm going to just stay firm and just saying that it's circumstantial a lot given, like, what his first few years have been and like what kind of player was throwing him the ball that I'm willing to give it one more year I'm willing to give it one more year I would consider paying twenty uh wide receiver 22 prices obviously it really depends on roster construction but I firmly believe that you could definitely get him for lower than that and I think that anything below that is is a buy as far as I'm concerned all right
1: So some players in D L F ADP Todd that I would take, and I think you might actually not not agree with these. Give me Hollywood Brown over over Jerry Judy.
0: I'll take Judy I'll take Judy. I'll take Judy.
1: Give me Brandon Ayuk Uh, over Judy. No, 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 Todd. This is okay. And give me Amon Ra over over Judy, definitely.
0: I'll still take Judy though. Wow, so you're so
1: you're pretty high on Judy, dude, that compared to me then.
0: I am. I am. Because um this is like this was like, so when I first started playing C2C, this was one of my guys. What The analytical community was really into Judy too. Like, once he became like a pro, like a rookie prospect, you know? And I've watched a ton of them. Like, I still believe in his skill set, I still believe in his talent. Cortland Sutton's the guy who I actually am more concerned about than Judy because I think that Judy breakout's coming. The problem is they need to get somebody to throw these guys the freaking ball.
1: And uh, I will. I will change my. I'm not confident in that organization, Denver, right now. They're selling the team. Uh, apparently, John Elway is showing up to interviews wasted or hungover as hell. No confidence at all. Into I know they signed uh, Nathaniel Hackett. Was that who it is? And then the Green Bay offensive coordinator or tight ends coach came in. So they're making the. If I will reserve, I will. Ch- I am giving myself the right to change on Jerry Judy. If Aaron Rodgers comes to town, <laughs> all right, then I'll believe it. But there,
0: dude, so. I'll change. I like what if Matt Ryan came to town? Would that change your tune? Yes, see what I'm saying? Like, that's not like <clears throat> that's not an weak QB anymore. That's a good QB. I just want a good QB. Like, the the bar is low here, bro. The bar is low. This is Drew Locke low, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's so. Freaking bad. So yeah, man, I get it. I get what you're saying. I actually, I think it's a very well said argument. Just picking on one of my guys, dude. Picking no, on one I, of my I, guys hey, dude, I, I, mean, hey,
1: dude. I was over. I had yeah, Judy everywhere. But yeah, this was. I really enjoyed, and I just like the dude. Where's my breakout award? I think that was pretty funny. Brandon Ayuk oh, actually, dude, was a gr- I, great.
0: No, sorry. Before I, before I started defending Judy, by far the best award name out of both, sh- like the four shows we're doing on this. Dude, where's my breakout? Like, like <laughs> by far, the best award name we've came up yeah, that's come up with. Well done, Dave. You win the award for best award name.
1: <laughs> All right. And that's just fun. I think we're starting off the week with some with some really it was fun to talk to Jerry Judy. We haven't talked about it in a while, Todd. Uh Baker and Mayfield. It was it was a post mortem and then DJ Moore. I'm not gonna talk about DJ Moore until some more news comes up here because I talked about a lot of them in season. Talked a lot. I'm leading off the offseason. I'm talking about him again. I'm going to put him on ice for a little while and wait until we see some more news before I talk about DJ Moore again. All right, buddy. Where can they find you? Can find me at DLF, Dynasty League Football. And you also made a guest appearance on the Fantasy Wildcard podcast. We did a redraft of the first round of a Superflex draft of the 2021 class, which was a lot of fun with Allie, Matt, and Kev. Go check those guys out. They're really sharp minds. And I thought we had a lot of laughs and it was a fun episode. I hope everyone uh, takes some time to go listen to that episode. You can find me right here on Tale Two Rivals. And then over on the Patreon, the, ro- the databases are coming out hot and heavy. Probably by the weekend, I'll have the wide receiver data, the wide receivers input it into the rookie prospects. And then I'll just have the tight ends left to do. Things are really shaping up, Todd. Have some exciting projects planned. And yeah, just check out the Patreon a lot. Most of the content there is free. It's just a place for me to store everything in one spot and you can search it and find it easily. Check me over at FF underscore Spaceman on Patreon.
0: You can find me always here, keeping Dave in check at A Tale of Two Rivals. You can also find me at FF underscore Banterman over on the Twitter sphere. Please feel free to reach out and ask me any question you ask, especially for C2C content. I'm always willing to share with... Just about everyone in that space. Just about. All right? So always down to banter with most people. Except one person, really. Okay. See you next time.